Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday. It is a good day. It is two, it is not two, 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 two. It is two, two, three, two, two. Yeah, you've moved on. <laughs> what, what, what is that called? Like a palindrome and a... It's a big deal. I don't know. You can read it left to right, upside down, mm-hmm. right side up, mm-hmm. and it says the exact same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty impressive day. <laughs> and we didn't have our baby on that birthday. You so guys that'd be keep memorable. praying for Bobby Corver. <laughs> When's your birthday? All in God's All right. good time, you guys. Uh, Still cooking. Yeah, hopefully I can talk to you and not lose my breath. But we're all praying. We're hopeful. We're just excited to meet whoever this is. So Um, fun, though, because we're talking about um, Genesis 4. Mm -hmm. And there's just, again, so much to, uh, yeah, we're going to talk and process what stuck out to us. Um, but man, there's just a lot to say, and so we we won't get to all of it. But. And there there are going to be times within Genesis where we have to stop, and it's more it's more than just here's what stood out to me. We're trying to unpack some of it because there really are some head scratching words and verses throughout this book that are yeah. hard to make sense of. You know, especially thousands of years removed from these events. So mm-hmm. we'll do that. But let's pick it up right away. Let's In pick this it up. chapter, we we see a, a good picture of of uh, sin and <laughs> things that are not good, things not to do in your relationships, and then <laughs> confession of sin. But what got me laughing right away was I, on Instagram the other day, someone from our church posted in their story, basically like, you know when your mom's asking you a question, she already knows the answer, and she's trying to find out if you're going to tell the truth or not. <laughs> you know, It was super Classic. funny. And, and we kind of see that. In Genesis 3, God's walking through the garden, Adam, where are you? Right. It's, it's not that God didn't know what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then in Genesis 4, God right. knows the motivations of Cain and Abel's heart. And Cain, why is your face downcast? Mm-hmm. Why are you so sad? And he, God knows our hearts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's this beautiful thing when we're real with ourselves. And you go, I am, yep. fill in the blank. Yep. And then God will... He's in that mess with you. I know. But when we try to bury it and just do what comes natural, it does not go well. And so in Genesis 4 and then 5 and on Friday when we unpack Genesis 6, you just see the ramifications of human beings saying, ah, I could do this better without you, God. We don't need you. It does not go well. Didn't go well then, doesn't go well now. So right. we really need the Lord. This is only like two generations out, you guys. So these are the sons of Adam and Eve. <laughs> And we're already like, oh, dear. And so we read about, um, yeah, murder. We read about polygamy later on. Revenge. And so it's, yeah, like we said, it's just one of those things where we're realizing at the end of the chapter, too, um, when people began to call on the name of the Lord, where what that meant to me a little bit was like, man, Maybe we're realizing, like, oh, God help us. Like, what did we do? And so mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and, and just kind of break down the story of Cain and Abel, what happened here. Clark, you had a little, uh, just an interesting thought, too, ta- talking specifically about Cain and Abel and what they 
um, like who they were on earth, what they did yeah. before kind of jumping into what happened. So picking up at the beginning of chapter four, God's helping us see like who Abel is mm-hmm, and who mm-hmm. Cain is. And it's clear like they're good at shepherding or they are good at working the ground. Yeah. And so clearly when God starts questioning Cain's face, he knows what's um, what's happening in his heart. The thoughts and temptations sure. of you know, um, partaking in a really serious and evil sin. And it comes to verse 7 where God tells Cain, if you do well, this is the ESV, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you and you must rule over it. Hmm. And the image I have in mind there is twofold. Hmm. One, God has basically helped us understand they are really good at their earthly craft. Hmm. Like they are masters at vegetation and gardening Mm -hmm. and also shepherding and taking care of animals. But what God's saying to Cain here is, okay, great, you're good at your earthly stuff. You have to master your spiritual walk or it's going to be devastating Mm. because if you don't take it seriously, it's going to get you. And the image I have is like that of a a viper or a snake curled up right underneath the the foot of a door. And you walk out and um, you go by it. Actually, crazy story about this. When I was a little kid, we were in Des Moines, Iowa. And I was walking through my garage one day. I was probably like, so it was Kimmy's bike and it was a little tricycle with, yeah, with like training wheels and stuff. And I walked by it and something hit me in the leg and I just kept walking and I stopped. I was like, what hit me? And I turned around and there was a bull snake wrapped all around That's her disgusting. little bike. <laughs> and I walked right by it. <laughs> and so the image here, I know I hate snakes. That's my thing. <laughs> no, I was little, clowns freak me out, spiders, whatever. But snakes, <laughs> ooh, and they all need to go. Um, when he says sin is crouching at your door and you walk right by it, it, it wants mm, to get you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's saying, hey, just because you're good at your earthly stuff, you're a good gardener or a shepherd. You need to make sure you are mm. growing in the Lord and mastering your spiritual walk as mm. well. Mm-hmm. And so as you compare and contrast our earthly skill set and like our spiritual health or our earthly health and spiritual health, yeah. God's saying you got to have... Be good at both here, but especially the spiritual one, hmm. or it's not going to go well. And that's what happens the rest of the story. It goes downhill. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, yikes. Um, we realize that, you know, this has not been a good thing. What, what has transpired? So verse 8, now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. Oh, dear. While they're in the field, that's when it goes down. And then verse 9 is kind of what we were talking about at the beginning. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where's your brother Abel? I don't know. Am I your brother's keeper? So that's kind of the first inclination, like first um, opportunity. Uh, You know, God knows what's going down. He's saying, Cain, I want and desire a relationship with you. Where's your brother? Like, I know the answer to this, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to approach this, you know, with grace still and and ask you, you know, be honest with me. Because I think that's something in and of itself um, man, we don't realize, I think, some of the opportunities that we have for, for repentance and forgiveness because we're just so overcome with fear mm-hmm. or whatever it might be um, that we that we hide, like Adam or or like Cain here, we, we lie. I don't know, he replied, my, my brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. Verse 10, then the Lord said, um, oh, shoot, I kind of skipped over the... So that is the second one. Sorry, the first one was in verse 6. 
why are you angry with his offering? Yeah. Anyway, and so essentially just in those, that lump of verses right there, what how I was encouraged is just for some self-examination here. Um, you know, maybe you haven't taken someone's life like Cain, but how do we react when, you know, maybe someone confronts us in love? Maybe it's not loving. Maybe we're just coming to our time of examination before the Lord and asking like, you know, help me see myself. How do we react there? Because yeah. there's such truth in how that, um, what that reveals about our hearts. And because God's heart in this from the beginning has just been one for harmony and wholeness and relationship. And like we said, we yeah. humans, you know, have decided to take things into our own hands and God still pursues us. He's still pursuing sure. saying, you know, where are you? What happened here? And I need what? to, I need to speak to myself and we need to yeah. speak to you in a similar way that we speak to our kids and just helping them know that it's always best to tell the truth. God mm. is the way, the truth and the life. And anytime we don't tell the truth, we live within the consequences of you know, lie and fear and yeah. am I going to be found out and I'm looking over my shoulder and that's no way to live. Mm-hmm. It's so much better to be honest and admit when even when we've messed up. And yes, there are consequences to all of our decisions. Right. But they're way better than the consequences of, of getting caught in a lie. And mm-hmm. very rarely does anybody make it out, you know, without getting caught. And even when you don't get caught, it's still not living because you have regret and guilt. And yeah, again, God true. didn't build us that way to operate. And mm-hmm. so just remembering like always it's always best to tell the truth um so kind of what happens here is you just see the humanity spiral from this point on yeah then you enter kind of a genealogy a little bit and you come to this man named lamech and jesus actually talks about this man if you go to verse 19 it says uh and lamech then took two wives Mm -hmm. and the name of the one was ada and the name of the other was zilla Mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll just keep reading it for you. Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name is Jubal, who was the father of all those who played a lyre and the harp. Zillah also bore mm. Tubal Cain. He was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's mm. revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. Again, take a step back. How are things going for humanity when they're given the keys in the car? It's not going well. Yeah. And so when you jump to the Gospels and you're looking at, again, forgiveness, because uh, Lamech's point here is that I'm getting revenge and, oh, I'm getting it real A good. big way, yeah. You jump to the Gospel of Matthew, and the disciples actually asked Jesus about forgiveness, and mm-hmm. he goes back to this scripture. It says, then Peter came to Jesus in Matthew 18, verse 21. Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother and sister who sin against me? Up to seven times. Like, that's a lot. Jesus mm-hmm. tells you, not seven times, but 77 times. In the other gospel, it talks about 70 times seven times, mm-hmm. where it's like an infinite number, greater than Lamech, yep. more than him. You need to extend forgiveness. And that's the truth of forgiveness. We can forgive someone one minute and then a couple minutes later be battling against angerness and bitterness again. And we have mm-hmm. to choose to forgive again. And that's what Jesus invites us into. Forgiveness is life. Forgiveness is freedom. Unforgiveness is not. And what's what's fascinating here is if you're looking at this story, you're going, well, God, looks like the plan's going downhill. That whole yeah. uh, 
son of Adam that was going to come and crush the head of the serpent. These guys are all killing each other here, and it's mm. not working out well. Yep. You go to the end of the chapter, and 25 and 26, you have hope again. This is when God's grace is shining through. Mm. Bobby, do you want to read verses 25 and 26 for us? Sure. I think this is the NIV. Um, Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. And at that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the meaning of Seth's name is the appointed Mm -hmm. one. Appointed, And so if you're looking at this, in hindsight, you're going, oh, no, where's the Savior Messiah, the the head stomper of the serpent coming from? Because it looks like the most noble one, Abel, just got his head bashed in by his brother. So I guess this story's done. And God says, nope. I have greater plans, and like the will of man will not ever be able to thwart the will of God. Seth's appointed, and it's from his line comes Abraham, and eventually David, and eventually Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you see God's grace and the nastiness of humanity on full display here. I know. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. We will be back to talk about Noah on Friday. Be blessed your Wednesday, and you pray for that Corver baby. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Bye-bye. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.